0: dinosaurs everybody welcome to the mary and tom show i'm tom i'm mary this is our show yep mary that's my name really Yep. i didn't know it's nice to meet you i've seen you around
1: yeah i've seen you around too
0: yeah how do you do how do i do what stuff how do you do stuff it depends on the stuff that i'm doing yeah okay what were you gonna say Mm. oh yeah so we we've been uh in business for three years Three-year anniversary. Yes, we have. Can you believe it's been three years? Yep, sure can. It's believable. It's plausible.
1: Yep, I've enjoyed this so much more than going to an office someplace else and working eight to ten hours a day and then making the long journey home.
0: Me too. This is the best job. Yep. Um, I like my co-worker.
1: So I like my employee.
0: I like your employee. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. <laughs> we're really grateful and feel really blessed that we can do this for a living, that we are making these weird games and there are people who are who are buying them and supporting us and uh, what we're doing, we're into what we're doing and that enables us to, to do it full time. Amazing. That's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: It's wonderful.
0: Thank you everybody.
1: Yes, thank you so much everyone.
0: Now, this last year's been, been tougher than the previous years. I mean, not financially, though, we've made a bit less money because we've had less releases. Mm-hmm. But um, just dealing with Claws and losing Claws kind of put a shadow over, over everything. And I don't know how we would have got through that if we were still working in an office.
1: I Yeah, I would not have gotten through that. No, He would have been here all by himself. Well, yeah, his sister would have been here all by themselves. I, that would have been tough coming home every day and hoping he hadn't
0: yeah and because our, our focus was on Claws we got fewer games out because we got fewer games out uh, our our pipeline is kind of crazy like all the games we had a number of games we were going to release this year and like half of them are coming out next year and the games that are going to come out next year have been pushed so we have a crazy number of titles that we're trying to get back up to speed and trying to get to so for the moment we're not really looking to add more titles to that we're trying to get through what <laughs> yeah, we've already we're, committed to yeah, yeah
1: we're, we've got all these other games that we're we're working on that are already in the pipeline
0: So you know there's been other companies that started small and they got this huge pipeline and gets to the point where you know there are four or five years of games ahead and we don't really want that we really want to be more in in the six months to a year ahead yeah. range um,
1: I don't know that feels right for
0: us you know I think part of it too is is as we've gone on over these three years we've kind of figured out to a degree who we are and what kind of games we want to do Because when we started we had some odd stuff, mostly my stuff, that was, that was more odd, but we were going more colds game. Yeah, but we were going more for normal hex encounter games as our bread and butter, and those did fine. You know, we did they didn't do badly. Well,
1: that's what everybody kept telling us that that's what we needed.
0: Yeah, and that's from our experience working for other publishers, that also seemed to be what. What worked, the the weird stuff, has been working so much more than the hex encounter stuff that we're really shifting towards that. So while while we signed some more traditional stuff early on, uh, we're less likely to look at that now. I like hex encounter games. We still publish them, and they still fill a niche, particularly the introductory ones. But um, it's not something that we're actively see we have enough of them at the moment we're not actively seeking them out Uh, we're seeking out stuff that's more unusual stuff that has a point of view uh, that expresses a point of view that might tackle a subject in an interesting way or tackles a difficult subject so we've gotten a lot of traction with something like an infamous traffic meltwater, this guilty land really that's probably more the kind of stuff we're looking for right now What's that?
1: garlic baker oh my god yes you you did the garlic in there a couple of times didn't
0: you once. once it didn't turn out so hot but uh, you know got it at a garage sale I think for yeah it was 50 cents or a dollar yeah so that wasn't so bad but it wasn't no. well it wasn't I, just baked put garlic.
1: Them, I just put them in um, you know I can't remember foil Boy, I just put them in foil, foil. but um, I think I put a lot of oil on them Put them in the foil. The only problem with the... They come out really good. And if I recall correctly, that did not come out so good. It did not
0: come out so good. No. Uh, Really, the only problem with the um, baked garlic is it makes me gassy. Mm. I don't need any help with that. And you blame it on Monster. Monster does fart sometimes. And it is haunting and unrelenting.
1: So I started working on the Hades book. And right now I'm looking at fonts to see what will fit uh, a sci-fi. I I want something uh, that's going to fit that whole sci-fi theme.
0: You know, we don't want a font that feels like it's for some kind of middle ages game or something. Or something that even feels too modern. Because it's, it's science fiction, by the aesthetic we're going for, is like 1930s science fiction which is very different than 50s or 60s science fiction or current science fiction so we don't want a font that's gonna stand out as being too modern or, or goofy looking or futuristic or whatnot something glassy something that's kind of like you'd get in a, in a sci-fi paperback or has the strengths of that because we looked at a couple fonts that actually were used for paperbacks and pulp magazines at a time or facsimiles thereof and they weren't legible enough. I think you're definitely leaning more towards a serif font you were oh, telling I de- me
1: i d I'm definitely gonna use a serif.
0: Yeah, we're really excited about this one. It's something that we've been talking with Fred about for a long time. Working on for he turned it into us a while ago and we had to wait for the artist to have time and then Will needed a good six seven months to do the art, because there are a bunch of different illustrations, like easily 40 different pieces of artwork that are in the game, which is the most we've had, and it's the most expensive game for us, art-wise.
1: Yeah, and this isn't his day job. No. So, he was fitting this in. And he had problems with his colorist. So... That threw us back.
0: Yeah, because so he had to color it himself instead yeah. of working with the colors he was going to work with. And so it's going, be inter- it's going to be interesting to see how it does as a science fiction game, this is our first science fiction game we published. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you worked with Fred and with Herman Lotman on previous science fiction games they did yep. with that other publisher. Um, and those sold well. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming this with the attractiveness of the components that we've tried to put in there we're going to get uh, a same if not bigger audience uh, the, I,
1: I hope so yeah. I, I want this to do well for Fred and I, I want it to do well for us
0: Yeah, we have to sell a lot of copies to break even though, which isn't usually the case usually like we break even first day with like minimal sales we'll break even I had to do better than minimal sales that first day we need to sell like gangbusters to get to our break even point. Yep. Hopefully, that happens day one. And if okay. it doesn't, you know, we you got to take risks. Just not a lot of them. I'm <laughs> pretty risk adverse.
1: This is kind of like Forex. Yeah. Where we had a really large upfront cost with those Up cards. Upfront,
0: yeah. Yeah. And one thing we've talked about a lot over these last three years is that. We can publish things just because we want to. We're not in the situation where we're generally going to suffer the consequences for publishing a game that doesn't sell.
1: Yes, but in in the case of Hades, yeah, um, it's sci-fi, which we haven't had any sci-fi previously. But it's different, mm-hmm. and it's fun,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and hopefully, people will will see that and. They'll buy it, and they'll have fun.
0: Yeah. You know, if it does well, uh, maybe uh, Fred and Herman will do another one for us. Yes.
1: I I enjoy working with Fred and Herman.
0: If it doesn't do well, maybe they'll do another one for us anyway, because, you know, we have that that kind of luxury, I guess. We were talking uh, with someone about uh, my Westphalia game, who was kind of wondering how much we were expecting it to sell, and we don't know. We're hoping it's going to sell really well. Uh, because it's aimed at a kind of broader audience than the Hex Encounter stuff. It's an unusual game, unusual topic. We're putting it in our kind of prestige end-of-year slot, which tends to do well for us. So we're aiming for that kind of market. But it's a game for exactly six players that's heavily, heavily into negotiation.
1: I think one thing about that is you have to enjoy negotiating. Mm-hmm. If, if you and your group, or most of your group, really gets into that, This could be a lot of fun. If your group doesn't like negotiating, you do, well, maybe you can get a new group.
0: Yeah, because... it it, Just kick
1: them out and get a new group.
0: So this this could be a big hit. Or it could be a a boondoggle, where it was obvious to everyone what a folly it is to publish a six-player game. I don't know. It's the game I wanted to do. I gave you enough foot rubs, you said, okay, you can do this.
1: (sighs) I don't remember the foot rubs.
0: You know, and that's that's the great thing about this kooky little company of ours is we can do what we want generally without consequences. We can publish with impunity, yep, and somehow make a living at it. I still don't know how that works, but it does, and I'm.
1: As far as West Valley goes, um, I remember you you having a really hard time with the seven because it was going to be a seven player game, <laughs> and I was like, "Why do you want a seven player game? How many groups have seven people?" I said, six is like." The max
0: to make it six.
1: So yeah, I said make it six,
0: <laughs> and th- and that solved a lot of design problems. I, like, you know, we'll see what the next uh, year holds. But I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I'm looking forward to continuing to make crazy weird games with my favorite person and my best friend. That's you. I know. Okay.
1: Yeah, Monster got all excited. She thought you were talking about her.
0: Eh, she's okay. She farts a lot though.
1: They smell a lot like yours. Dinosaurs, everybody.